Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Every now and then we like to reconnect with some of the people we've interviewed in the past to see how they're doing. And that's what we're going to do in this podcast. It was six years ago this month, hard to believe, six years ago, we talked to Dina Gligor of Sacramento, California, who was diagnosed with neck cancer a year earlier. Now, after having surgery, she developed pancreatitis and her health was failing. So she began using cannabis oil along with extensive holistic treatments. And she soon regained her spirit and vitality. She's now seven years cancer free. Dina, fantastic. You've beat it. Good for you. I did. I did. I did. Nobody believes that. Nobody, Nobody believes it? And especially the doctors from the from the hospital where I got the the next surgery, they kept pushing me to do radiotherapy. They said chemotherapy it's not efficient in my case, but radiotherapy, radiotherapy, radiotherapy. And I said no, no, no. And they said okay, if you don't do something in one year, you'll come back with metastasis because. We never saw somebody refusing chemotherapy or radiotherapy and not coming back with uh, metastasis. And I said, okay, that's your way. That's not my way. (laughs) And I went home. I started taking the CBD, the THC. I was still learning a lot about THC and CBD that time because I, I was diagnosed with cancer maybe two months after I moved to California, and I was indoctrinated like a big part of the, this planet population that cannabis oil is a drug and is doing only bad things for you. So I was still learning a lot of things, but I was, in that moment, I, I wanted to live. And I, was, I said, I'm going to do everything possible to stay alive. So it was a learning process. Thanks. I learned a lot. So... Mm-hmm. I never had somebody to tell me what to do, but because I was home dying in my bed, I had a lot of time, I mean, as much as I could, and I had an information from here, a phrase from there, another phrase from there, so I put them together, and uh, this is one of the reasons I want to be here, me and everybody who's healed with CBD or THC to spread the word. Because it's amazing. After two years, after cancer surgery, I went back to control. And the nurse came to take, you know, how the nurses came before doctors and said, Ma'am, what did you do? Because the whole clinic is talking about you. You are the only one who, who, who didn't come back with metastasis. I, said, I took the oil. That's all that I did. So people have to know that cannabis oil kills cancer. Mantra, cannabis oil kills cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the living proof. <laughs> I'm the living proof. 
You yeah. are living proof. Tell us a little about how you took that and how much you took a day and stuff like that. What was your, your daily grind like? So I start taking it three days after I got the diagnosis and uh, I have a big mouth. And when, when I'm really sick, <laughs> I, I tell everybody. So there are people who everybody reacts different when they are in face of such a, a diagnosis. Some people just don't tell anybody and condemn themselves to death. And I said, no, I'm going to fight. And I start telling my friends, friends, I have cancer. And a friend of mine has her sister in Switzerland. And she's a naturopath and her husband is a medical doctor and they have a clinic and they do a lot of alternative medicine. And she texts me and said, Dina, you're in California. Why don't you take the, the... She knew the name of Rick Simpson oil. And I said, okay, I have no idea what Rick Simpson oil is, but I'm going to start searching. And I start calling all the dispensaries I found on Google Maps. So I bought first, and looking on Amazon, looking on Google, sorry, looking on Facebook, looking on Google, how much, how should I take, when should I take? So I found somewhere that I should take one gram a day. But the oil that I got was 85% THC. So I put it on a piece of parchment paper and I had a teeny tiny spatula and I put a third of a gram and every, and I took micro doses. So uh, the moment I got in the bathroom, I took a little on the spatula and took a little more and I could never <laughs> take more than a third of a gram. And I was high like a kite because it was very, the oil was very strong. Mm -hmm. So three days after cancer surgery, cancer diagnosis, I start taking the oil and I kept taking this huge amount for about eight months. And after they did another PET scan and I was clear, I had no tumors, nothing. I started reducing it because I was high all the time, all the time. I didn't know about suppositories that time. So I just knew that I have to take as much as I can. And because I got the pancreatitis, I started taking the CBD oil thanks to a lady, a doctor from dispensary. And I was dying with pancreatitis. It was really bad. And my, my body reacted because of the substances they put me in, my, in, in the surgery and because I reacted in such a shock. I had so much inflammation. And she said, no go and buy CBD oil, the highest concentration. Said, yeah, but THC heals cancer. Said, look, take the THC, but go buy the CBD. And that CBD, I remember I told you in the, in the last interview, in 24 hours, I had no pain and no nausea. 24 hours, it was enough to take CBD. And so I, I took... For another very, very long period of time, I took maybe one gram a month of CBD oil, but it was 65%, so very high. And yeah. the THC, I took zero, three grams for the first maybe eight, nine months. And then I start reducing it to, and now I take maybe a gram a month because I don't develop resistance. I'm one of the few who doesn't, even if I don't take it three months, if when I start taking it, it's the same, I'm on the same amount. Mm -hmm. And that's maximum that I can take and still feel comfortable. Yeah, so, but I'm still taking it. I'm, and I, I just had a, a meeting with my, 
with my oncologist because I'm playing with my dog. He hit my nose and I think he broke something or something happened. And because it was hurting and because my cancer was in my throat, I went to my oncologist and he said, no, you're clear. We did all the tests and everything. He said, you're clear. I said, okay, I'm still taking the, the oil. You have to know I'm still taking the oil. So I'm not making any secret of that. I'm telling everybody who wants to listen to me. I'm telling to all my clients, if you want to know and if you want to learn about the oil, I'm, re I'm ready to tell you my experience important to mention here because there are I've seen this one report that constantly gets posted on cannabis cancer Facebook pages and in this report it states or strongly suggests that HPV driven cancers do not respond to cannabis well I'm here loud and clear to tell you that mine was HPV based but Dina's was an HPV-based, had a neck cancer, and she cleared it solely on cannabis oil. So let's try and dispel that myth a bit here, please. So yeah, Dina, it was, it was, sorry? I said, did you want to expand on that a bit? You were HPV 16, I believe? It was, it was in my right tonsil, and okay. it took a, it took one year and a half until they, I was diagnosed with cancer because I start from one day to another, I got a, a, a lump under my right chin and I went to my primary care physician. I was in Texas that time and we did an MRI and on a, it was only that my both salivary glands on the right and the left were enlarged. And the doctor said, no, don't worry. And I said, it's cancer. I feel it. It's something wrong with my body. And it's a while since it's something wrong. I feel it's something very wrong. And he said, no, 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 no. It's no cancer. It's probably a virus that attacked your cellular glands. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to grow for a while. And then it's going to start going back and things like that. So it was. And then we moved from Texas. I had to sell my house. I had to sell my business. I had to move to California. So... And honest, in a big way, it was my mistake because I should have get the second opinion. I was so busy focusing on on growing a business, selling a business, moving. So it was in a I was in a in a tornado in my life. But I think it's my fault because my health and my my life it's the priority, and not selling a house or or building a business or selling a business. So when I moved to California. They did a fine needle biopsy, and of course, it was cancer, as I said, a year and a half before. So, yeah, and then I was lucky finding a good oncologist, a good surgeon, because he said, based on my experience, it's in the right tonsil, and hopefully we'll find it in the right tonsil, the primary tumor. And he was right. It was there, one centimeter hidden in the right tonsil. You couldn't see it on PET scans, on MRI, on CT scans, mm -hmm. nowhere, nowhere. It was hidden well there, sitting there and trying to expand and kill me. Wow. Did you change your diet when you got this diagnosis? No. No. I okay. did not because I have a condition that is called histamine intolerance. Uh, oh. Histamine, has, yeah, and it's it's very hard to anyway to put healthy food in my body. But I'm not I'm not eating red meat ever. 
I'm not eating anything with sugar because I don't like the sweet taste. So I'm moderate with carbs. I'm not eating, I, I cook from scratch all the time. I'm not eating a lot of fried things. I'm not eating coke. I'm not drinking coke. So this was always my my diet like that. So it was relatively healthy, but I can't eat fruits. I can't eat a lot of veggies. So I have a lot of a lot of foods that I have to, to avoid. I have, I have maybe, depends if I'm in a flare-up, then I have maybe three, four foods I can eat. Otherwise, I can eat maybe maximum 20 foods. But those 20 foods are relatively healthy. It's arugula, it's iceberg lettuce, it's boiled chicken. I can eat eggs from time to time. I can eat, I don't eat dairies from cow. I eat only dairies from goat. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I kept my diet that I always had. So, Dina, is this a histamine issue, mast cell activation syndrome? Yes. Yeah, I have the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. When I showed yeah. Corey some pictures of me when I had it, and you get this rash, and your skin starts to dry and, and flaky, and you can't, you're very, very tired all the time. Yeah, I don't and, get rashes. I get inflammation in all my joints palpitation, headaches, 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 headaches all the time, muscle pain, depression. When, when I'm in a flare-up, I'm depressed because it's, I'm toxic. Inflammation in my gut, things like that. So, no, it, it's not funny. It's not funny. So, it, it's, it's, it's very hard to put healthy food in, in your body. But if I look around how the Americans are eating with only fries and Coke and soda, I think I'm, I'm, I'm eating very healthy. <laughs> I can't mm -hmm. eat so many healthy food. I, for example, mm -hmm. eggplants. I love eggplants, but I can't. I love tomatoes. I can't tomatoes. I, I, eat, I can eat tomatoes when I'm not in a flare-up and in moderate amounts. So, but I'm still eating way healthier than most of the Americans. Yeah. And I cook from scratch. I'm not touching anything. I'm not eating processed meat or things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I want to make a sandwich with, with chicken, I boil a, a piece of chicken breast and I put it between two. This is a bread, and I eat it. Right. Dina, if you hadn't started on cannabis seven, seven years ago, almost seven years ago, I guess, where do you think you'd be today? Seven feet under the ground. <laughs> 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 Dead, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. cannabis was a part of my huge protocol. I had a huge protocol. It was a holistic, and I put it together. I know a lot of alternative medicine things and I did a lot of meditation and start healing my trauma and cleaning the liver cleansing the liver and blah blah and blah blah and blah blah so I share this protocol with everybody who asked me and I have from time to time I have somebody has oh but it's so big can I can I cut something no you can't cut anything because cancer doesn't come on healthy body it's something there that makes your body very weak so that viruses or whatever it is can can it cancer can happen so all the supplements and all my meditation and healing and uh, cleansing the liver and whatever they were a big part of my healing 
but without cannabis oil, I would have been dead. Because I see around people who try to heal themselves only with diet or juicing or praying or... No, it's not. You have to attack it from all sides, but without cannabis oil, you won't survive. That's... I'm pretty sure of that. So this is how I feel. And the best thing that demonstrate it was the CBD oil that cut my my inflammation when I had the pancreatitis in 24 hours. So 24 hours before I was dying, crawling in pain on the floor and nobody could do anything. And in 24 hours I was no more nausea, no more, no more pain. And I could start eating a little. And But still without, I, I mean, yes, you can take only the oil and help you hope you're going to heal. But if you condemn yourself to death, like most of the cancer patients, when they, when they get the diagnosis, anyway, I'm going to die. That's nothing you can do. Okay, maybe I'm going to take the oil. And they start taking the oil and they go to sleep with the idea, yeah, I'm taking the oil, but I have cancer and I'm going to die. And next morning they wake up and said, I have cancer. I'm taking oil. Maybe it's going to heal me. And if you condemn yourself to death, so it's mm. this is what I'm saying. It's a holistic approach, all encompassing, yeah. and your your headspace is huge. You're yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah. Cannabis oil kills cancer. I'm pretty sure that without all the other thing I did, I would have healed, but maybe very very slow. But yeah. the other things I did help my body. But cannabis kills cancer. And there are so many examples. I'm, I'm the one. Okay. And I, 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 was, I was an extreme example because I, my body was so frail and with the pancreatitis and that huge bleeding I had five days or six days after surgery. That, but, yeah. So, no, cannabis oil killed cancer. You can do whatever you want if you don't take the oil. No chance. I think what, what's, what's happened is over the course of the years we've been doing this, Corey, the people we've asked, where would they be without cannabis? Uh, invariably, all of them said they'd be dead. Yes. And because cannabis oil has made them better, it's made them feel normal. It's made many, many people feel better than they've ever had in their life. It's it's just remarkable to see you, Dina, after six years, you still look healthy, vital, and you can attribute that to the use of cannabis and your restrictive diet. And as you say, if you didn't take cannabis oil, you wouldn't be here today. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, mean, I feel it in every cell of my body that without cannabis... Yeah. And even even Corey, who's what you 10, 11 years now, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten, 10 years confirmed. I think it's closer to 11. I waited a year and a half to go back to the doctor. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's 10 and a half years. Yeah. 10 and a half years. Dina, do you find that people are becoming more receptive to the use of cannabis as the years? I don't want to say drag on, but <laughs> as they move forward than they used to be. I mean, we grew up in a culture where cannabis was was demonized like it was crack cocaine or something. 
Right. But yeah. but now many states are legalizing it both recreationally and medically. And there seems to be a bit of momentum building about its efficacy as a medicine and a healer. Do you find that where you live? Yes. Yes. And I'm really happy that people start opening their eyes and their mind and accept alternative medicines. I mean, I'm not against modern medicine. I'm not against doctors. But they should work together, not excluding one or each other. And uh, I'm still frustrated because it goes too slow, in my opinion. Still, a lot mm -hmm. of people are dying with the, with the cannabis. And I met several people here in California. I said, take the cannabis. What do you have? To okay, I'm doing chemotherapy. And if it's not working, I'm coming back to cannabis. It's not working like that. You don't have time. The, your, your, your worst enemy, it's, it's time when you have cancer. Do both. They don't exclude each other. So, But I, on the other side, I see clients who are looking at me like a miracle. I said, okay, if she survived it, I, 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 I should try it. So, But I see that people are more and more open comparing with seven years ago when everybody was talking, whispering about cannabis oil. Now they talk loud and even... As, as my doctor said, he said, I'm happy. I said, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking the cannabis oil. And he said, go home, and I'm happy California is going on the right direction. So good. that's a good signal from, a, on, from an oncologist. That's wonderful to say something like that. So, yeah, people are yeah. more and more aware that it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Do do you still take CBD as well? Yes. You yes, do. I take how, both. How, maybe how a, gra a, a gram a, a month. Maybe a gram oh. a month. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I take both. And I have no intention to stop them. From time yeah. to time, I'm listening to, my, I'm listening to my body. I'm very connected to my body. And that's why I knew I have cancer seven years ago, eight years ago, actually. And uh, from time to time, my body says, okay, take a break from, from the THC. Never take a break from CBD, but from time to time, my body says, take a break from, from THC. And I take a break until my body says, okay, it's time to start again. So I'm listening to, my, to the signals my body sends them to me. But CBD, it's every day on my table. Yeah. How long, a, how long a break do you take? How long what? How long a break do you take between quitting um, THC? Maybe two or three weeks, once in four or five months. This is what okay. my body wants. Yeah. And then you can, you can almost intuitively tell when you need to go back to taking it? Yes. Yes. Like my intuitive, my body is telling me, okay, now you need, I don't know, mushrooms. So I crave, I have cravings and I learned that cravings means that something is lacking in my body. And I go and, and I eat what my body is asking for. Yeah, I have these cravings for dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat chocolate, cocoa. No, it's fermented no. and with the histamine yeah. No. Yeah, I know. I, I sometimes overdo it, and I, I can tell I start to feel a little itch here and there, and, and oh, time to quit. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. it's, I mean, I said this before, you look remarkable for someone who was supposed to be seven feet under. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't she, Corey? She's, I mean, pe- people will post a picture of you with that sign that says seven years cancer free. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and- do it. Yeah. Let everybody know that I'm a living proof that cannabis oil works and heals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming from Europe, and from time to time I have somebody who said, oh, you, you are here. How did you do that? What did you do? I take cannabis oil. Oh, no, we don't take drugs. Do I look like a person who takes drugs? Do, do you see me? Did you look at me? <laughs> do, I look like, do I look like a junkie? No. <laughs> so, no. 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 Yeah, it's. Do you think Europe is a little further behind than yes. North America? Way behind, way behind. Way, way still, behind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now I have a, a a lady who's trying to stay alive. She has breast cancer, and she did I don't know how many rounds of chemotherapy, and I think she's already dead. I didn't talk to the family in the last two weeks, but she was very, very weak, very, very weak. And uh, they tried, they, they said they, they were willing to try everything. They were even willing to come here and try the oil, but she was so weak she couldn't travel, she couldn't fly. So, yeah. And they were willing to, to get the oil, but it's so hard to get the oil in, in, in Europe. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and I I use this quote from Joss Corey, who uh, he lived in Germany. He was Dutch, but lived in Germany because his wife was German. But he would say, do you want to get high or do you want to die? So many people are afraid of getting high. And uh, (laughs) I mean, I think that's a great quote. Do you want to get high or do you want to die? That's your choice. I had a lady here in California said, oh, but you're going to get high and said, okay, what do you prefer to puke your guts from chemotherapy and ruin your health forever or getting high? This is your chemotherapy. If you don't want to take chemotherapy, because she said, I don't want chemotherapy. I said, okay, take the chemotherapy. Oh, but I'm going to get high and I'm going to be drugged. And said, what is, what is chemotherapy? Isn't chemotherapy a drug? So at least yeah. this one is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. high. Get high and don't puke your guts and don't ruin your health. <laughs> yeah. And of course, now we can do suppositories anyway, and you don't need to be high if that is really right. truly Even better. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's yeah. really changed uh, since the last time we interviewed you six years ago. The suppository issue, isn't it, Corey? It, it's yeah. much bigger. Yeah. And Absolutely. what was, when we interviewed Bozidar, what did he say the efficacy was using suppositories? The concentration, of, cannab- the concentration of cannabinoids given rectally versus orally is 100 times stronger for THC, 250 times stronger for CBD. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It's, uh, it's remarkable stuff. Yeah, it really is. Dina, we'll we'll do this again seven years from now. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much things have changed in the cannabis world then. But you look absolutely amazing. You would Thank never you. know that you had ever ever been a cancer patient. You look totally vibrant and you look amazing. 
<laughs> and determined to stay alive and spread the word. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Believe me, I do this every time I have the opportunity. I open my mouth and start telling everybody who, who I feel that have an, half an ear open to, to listen to me. I'm telling them, I'm telling them, I'm telling them. And now even more, I, I, I bought a space where I'm doing my business and I want to create events exactly related to how I survived cancer with cannabis oil. And it's going to happen this year on a regular basis. Good, Good for, for you. you. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks again, Dina. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, guys, because you're doing such an amazing job. Spreading the word, letting everybody know. Yeah. Well, thank year you. Year by year, month by month. You're amazing. Thank you. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already, and we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. It helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while, while we, we break, break it all down. down.